0: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life,
1: James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Wow, I tell you, our listening audience, we got a fantastic show coming your way today. We are going to get educated. We're going to be talking about what is PTSD, which stands for post-traumatic syndrome. Or disorder and so uh we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that one and uh I got a great great guest that's going to uh you know just educate all of us on this extremely important topic and his name is is mark monke and so mykey and uh i got uh just like always i got uh uh my co-host today here is is Chuck Trinoni. how you doing chuck it's a pleasure to be here again thank you and, and we got the guest contributor today michelle how you how you doing
2: i'm doing good happy friday
1: it is it's, it's friday it's it's absolutely wonderful you know so uh uh you know Thanks. hey chuck what what have you been doing uh, uh lately
3: well it's um in my case it's just you know just same old same old working out of the house uh doing some errands in and around. And today is, for us, uh, a week after we've received the second vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. So uh, um, we're going along doing well, you know?
1: Wow. I'm still waiting uh, on my first uh, first one. But uh, I tell you, uh, Michelle and I, <laughs> man, we've we been uh, locked into uh, Star, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> we've been watching a, a lot of that. Tell, tell me, yeah
2: Well, you know, we have these phases. Sometimes you watch different shows for a couple of months. We are hooked uh, on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I, it, you know, we missed episode last night. We've been watching it on um, Netflix, but we have all how changing times. Before it was the History Channel. Now it's Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
1: Yeah, so we've been watching wow, a, a, wow. a lot of that, man. I tell my Actually, sometimes we watch it for three, four hours at a time (laughs) trying to catch up (laughs) on all that episode. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh we also been, um, I mean, I've been, uh, walking my six and seven miles a day and listening to history, um, uh, you know, just, uh, listening to a lot of history. Uh, and so, uh, that's, that's what we've been, been doing lately. But, um, you know, uh first of all, before we start, I want to uh let our listening audience know that um uh, that uh they can call in uh 888 344 1170 Again, that's 888 344 1170 And um, we are always open f- uh, for people calling in asking questions because um, just like I said, we're going to talk about PTSD and a lot of things that have been happening lately, and I know you've been watching news. And you know, it's a uh, for its military and veterans, uh, it's been a lot of uh, suicides uh, lately because of uh, PTSD, the proper, tr- proper treatment. So, uh, you know, we 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 got to educate uh, the public on what this is and how serious it is. Yes, and that's true. It's important thing. Yes.
3: Well you know I as I was telling you before about five years ago, I met a gentleman who's um who has a foundation all focused on this and ways to help cure people with p t s d and uh so ever since then it's been something that I've been more and more mindful of so um it's it's good that we're going able to bring it to front again, and you have such a great guest to talk about it today
1: absolutely so i i I tell you what uh Michelle, why don't you tell uh, our listener audience uh, what the purpose of the show there is? is?
2: Yes. The purpose of the show, you know, the title is, What is PTSD? So one of the purposes of the show is to get a better understanding of what PTSD is and also recognizing potential signs and symptoms And also discussing different treatments and therapies for those who are suffering from PTSD. And finally, discuss, you know, the different stigmas and myths regarding PTSD, how people are viewed, how they may view themselves. So, you know, this is going to be a very informative educational show.
1: That's right. You know, so uh, as always, I I always start out with my thoughts. Uh, Many ask the question, what is PTSD. Well, the dictionary uh, answer is a disorder in which a set of reaction that can occur after someone has been through a traumatic event. This condition lasts months or even years. There are certain triggers that can bring back memories of the traumatic accomplished by intense emotions and physical reaction. We who have served in the military are more susceptible to being diagnosed with PTSD, especially if you serve. I myself was diagnosed with a mild case of PTSD, and I did get a treatment for a little while. Many veterans do not get treatment. Today we are going to discuss this very, very important topic. And just like I told you, we got uh, Mike Mikey. Who is going to, uh, I, I mean, really uh, take us deep into this and and some of the answers to it? So Michelle, can you introduce our guest?
2: Yes, Mark Minicky. He is a Canadian infantry veteran and the creator of Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. Operation Tango Romeo is on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. Those wounded with PTS injuries are often disconnected from society and even from their own lives. With this disconnection comes pain, loneliness, depression, and anger. All too often the sense of disconnection results in reduced ability to create an income homelessness and even suicide. Operation Tango Romeo is an easily accessible lifeline for the wounded to reconnect. By reconnecting, the listeners know that they are not alone. This connection creates a sense of hope that recovery is possible, and the content of Operation Tango Romeo provides the path to recovery. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Mark Meinke.
1: How you doing, Mark? Welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? Thank you so much for giving us a platform to be on here
4: today. It is so important. Just the fact that we're having this conversation, James, just that alone helps to reduce the stigma. It, the less you talk about it, the more shame is involved and more people are whispering in the corner about whether they may or may not uh, be injured with, with um, post-traumatic stress injury. So thank you so much for having us on the show. There, uh, as, it's, as Michelle so aptly put in the, in the intro, there are all kinds of mis- misconceptions. So really, really happy to be able to cover that today.
1: Well, you know, I, I know the Michelle uh, just read your bio, but I know you. Can you tell uh, listen to the listening audience a little bit more about uh, yourself and your background?
4: Well, I served with uh, the Princess Patricia's Community Light Infantry. And just a little bit of American trivia for you. Our regiment is one of uh, many members of my regiment are who created your American Green Berets, the American First Special Service Force. That's why they wear berets, uh, It's mm. because we trained them.
1: I think we kind of lost him a little bit.
4: Am I back now?
1: Yes, yes, you're back.
4: All righty. I don't know how much you heard, but I'm just giving you a little bit of uh, regimental history. Uh, (laughs) uh, The the famous Green Berets, of which um, the mythical Rambo was a Green Beret, um, they were originally created by the uh, First Special Service Force, which was Canadian. So uh, we're a little known army because we're, we're a tiny little force. But um, because we are so small, with such a massive country, uh, we have to be trained fairly well. And uh, anyway, so that was a bit of history for you that the Green Berets came from us, actually. Um, but when you serve, it doesn't matter if you served in the infantry or if you served as an operator, door kicker, Navy, Air Force. Trauma can happen in so many different ways. and uh, We tend to trivialize the injuries that we have as well as the injuries of others at times um, by not understanding. So I'm so glad to be able to, to cover some of that today. Uh, people sometimes feel one of the biggest myths is that you have to have this huge event uh, connection
1: or has problem. Uh, yeah.
4: so you still have the problem with the connection?
1: You know, (laughs) Mark, can you uh, tell our listening audience um, what is PTSD, uh, OSI?
4: All right, let's start there. So, um, an operational stress injury or PTSD is first of all, the the acronym PTSD is a really bad acronym because the D stands for disorder, but it's not really a disorder; it's an injury. So that's the starting point. And how the injury happens? is that because of either a bunch of small traumatic events, a really large traumatic event, or a combination thereof, um, the lizard brain that looks after fight, flight, and freeze gets stuck on full throttle. And once it's stuck on full throttle, uh, because of that traumatic event, sometimes you're, you're well away from that event, days, weeks, months, years have passed, but that lizard brain is still on full throttle, which means you're constantly in threat mode, in threat assessment. That's where the hypervigilance comes from. So you're always looking for the bad guy, looking and expecting the worst out of every situation. And this is where a lot of the symptoms come from, um, manifested as anger uh, or anger uh, control ability. But it's not just anger; it's emotion in general. So you can get emotionally engaged uh, with, say, a political conversation or uh, anything that you take personally because your your cup is already right at the brim of full, so you're always in that um, uh, kill or be killed kind of mode, and it takes a lot of work to rewire the brain uh, so that the lizard brain isn't ruling the roost and making your decisions for you because it's it's great for emergencies, but it's terrible for the rest of our life. Um, mm. It's not a good part of the brain to be using for the average uh, daily activity.
1: Wow. That's
3: great. Well, you know,
1: you know I tell you what, what, we, what we're going to do, we're going to take a station break and uh, we're going to come back. And Chuck, we're just going to hold that question until we get back. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your
1: host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Uh, you know, I tell you, uh, we are getting ready to dive deep into this topic. But I, I want to let our listening audience know again, uh, you can call in and be a part of this conversation, one 888 344 1170 Again, that's one 344 1170 You know, so uh, call in, ask questions. Hey, Chuck, you had a question uh, prior to the uh, commercial. Chuck. Well, how common uh,
3: is P- PTSD. PTSD?
4: Sorry,
3: Chuck, you're mm-hmm. you got to be barely hearing that. I said, how common is
4: PTSD? Well, can you hear me? common and, and different variants as well, because if we need to go all the way to PTSD. That just means that your uh, wiring to the lizard brain is extensive. So there's a lot more neural pathways. But when there's fewer neural pathways, I mean, every trauma that happens creates neural pathways to the amygdala, to the lizard brain. At, um, but it, at some point in everybody's life, you're going to have um, the effects of it at least for a while. Whether you're out in the woods and you have an encounter with a bear and it scares the pants off you or um, you're in traffic and there's a uh, sudden holy smokes situation where you've got to hammer the brakes and you've got kids in the back seat and, and your heart's pounding through your chest, you're going to have that, um, those effects for at least a little while. But in uniformed services, which is really so many of them, uh, prison workers are... Extremely high risk. Uh, 911 operators, tow truck drivers are often forgotten. People that on a regular basis are seeing some pretty horrific stuff and having close calls. Uh, you don't have to be um, a high speed, low drag combat soldier with bullets flying by any stretch of the imagination to be injured by PTSD. So, any of the uniform services, it's, it's uh, very, very common. And of course, uh, after any major event where there's um, the loss of life or the threat of the loss of life. Anytime that you are um, terrified for a prolonged period of time, uh, PTSD is likely. Hmm. Uh,
3: when did the, the term PTSD, and people start referring to that, when did it start coming about? Is it more recent or does it go back a period of time?
4: They called it different things for a couple thousand years. Uh, in World War One and Two, they called it shell shock. And, and again, various degrees of it. There's um, different degrees of severity. And nowadays, I, I think since the 60s, they've been calling it post traumatic stress disorder. I won't get that number exactly, but they may call it something, but um, they're already moving from PTSD to PTSI, which is more accurate, and um, a post traumatic stress injury. Uh, when you throw the word uh, disorder this makes a lot more sense because mm. what has happened is your neural pathways, your brain has been rewired in a way that is not conducive to everyday life. So that's more of an injury than, than uh, a disorder.
1: Well, Mark, uh, how I, about I, your. Uh, go, go ahead. On, Chuck. Hey, Mark, uh, I no. think you was uh, diagnosed with PTSD. How long did you go undiagnosed?
4: Well, it's very common to go over a very long time without being diagnosed. I was about 22 years, I think. So um, there were various things that uh, I had experienced prior to uh, my time in the war zone in 1994. Uh, but my time in the war zone definitely tipped it over because my cup was uh, just about at the brim <laughs> before I went into the war. And I'm um, uh, just one of those lucky guys that everything always seems to happen to me and had a <laughs> series, numerous, numerous, extremely hairy situations, uh, happen, uh, including hitting a tripwire, which, uh, I'm the only guy I know that hit a tripwire without exploding, oh. uh, but, uh, you're lucky. That was just one of many, 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 uh, uh instances that happened. But although I knew there was something wrong, In 1994, nobody was talking about PTSD. Um, You know, my behavior was sticking out like a sore thumb and I obviously wasn't right. Um, And I could express some of it. I I did understand that I was extremely hypervigilant and that was very uncomfortable because that lasted about five years and it was absolutely exhausting to be on high alert all the time. So I could express things like that and I understood that that was happening and I did not understand that that was a symptom uh post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, or that there was help for it. I had no idea. And that's Tem- not uncommon. At uh, the operational stress injury clinic, we've actually had people coming in that are Vietnam veterans, that are Korea veterans in their 80s. So mm. uh, sometimes people go out a very long time, a whole lot of suffering, before they finally reach out for help. Mm.
3: Mm. interesting. Yeah. Um. At some point, did you decide to get some help and get some assistance for for your own? And um, and how did that? How did you proceed there?
4: Yeah. Well, my aha moment was realizing that I could not keep my temper around my kids. So it was just a moment where um, about five years ago, where my youngest, sweet, kind, little guy with a soft heart. And um, as he was taking his plate to the dishwasher, the tip, uh, he tipped the plate and the crumbs went on the floor. And I was down on my knees just screaming at him, you know. Mm-hmm. What the heck is wrong with you? What And um, and I couldn't stop myself. It was like I was having another party experience looking at this maniac uh, yelling at this sweet, beautiful young boy. And I couldn't stop until my wife put her hand on my shoulder and said, "Mark, they're just crumbs. We can clean them up." And it, it finally, finally hit me and I uh, I couldn't continue like this. My my kids deserved way better, and uh, that was the the day that I reached out to the World Canadian Legion, who their credit got back to me very quickly, and started the uh, process with Veterans Affairs and. Uh, which I I was hesitant the whole time. Like, no, 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 it has nothing to do with my service. No, 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 I just kind of, I I just need help. It's all I know, and I don't know where else to go. But I don't know, I'm not saying it was about my service, but of course it was. And um, it it, it took years before I actually fully accepted that um, I was injured because of my service, which is very, very common.
1: Go ahead. Go on, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle had a question uh, that you wanted to ask.
2: Yes. Um, Mark, can you tell us about the stigma of having PTSD and um, how the other side um, views those who are suffering through it, as well as the reaction from those who are suffering, how
4: they're being looked on? In different countries, there's been different levels of progress, I know in the U.K., we are well behind Canada and the U.S., and I think the U.S. is and Canada are pretty much on par with each other for changing the conversation about it. Um, over the last five years, for whatever reason, it's finally pulling back the curtain, and the stigma is really starting to get less and less relief um, in some communities. Uh, there's regional differences. You know, uh, there's still police departments and uh, branches of the military that are really terrible <laughs> at addressing it properly. But there are so many veterans organizations and first responder organizations out there now, retreats and whatnot, and, and you're hearing these charities all the time that people are, are starting to be a lot more open to trying to understand what it is. And the more these conversations, like this conversation we're having right now, just by having the conversation without being embarrassed or ashamed. Um, the stigma is just melting away. So it's come a long, long way. But uh, 10, 20 years ago, people kept their mouth shut. They drank themselves into oblivion to deal with it. And and the more you talk about it and seek real help, the less alcoholism and substance abuse is an issue.
2: Wow. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about Tango Romeo and what this is about and what resources that you provide?
4: That's a great question, Michelle. So the birth of Operation Tango Romeo came within, uh, as I started to go through the system, reaching out for help, I was drugged into a peer support group, and I was not eager to go to it my first time. But as it turns out, peer support is extremely effective because it gives you that sense of connection. And after a few months, uh, the Department of National Defense got me qualified for my peer supporter course. And then I started running the group for a while. Members of that group were saying, hey, these are some great lessons we're learning, but uh, how do we preserve them? That was a very, very private setting. So you couldn't record them. So I decided to recreate them by starting Operation Romeo. I'd already had the year and whatnot from my... Uh, previous show, which I've now just let go of, the Nike Show podcast, which was doing really well, but uh, I've got to focus on just one thing, so I decided to put all my eggs in the Bangle Romeo basket, and um, and it's been growing, so it's been going on about 18 months, and we help in two major ways. One is by the sharing of stories and different experiences people realize, oh my gosh, uh, I'm not alone, and they hear their own story in in the story of others. So, give them that sense of connection that is so, so powerful. The second major thing that uh, happens because of our show is the education uh, portion of it. So, people are starting to understand what it is, and also how to be a good peer supporter, how to be a good buddy, and how to really understand the do's and the don'ts of being another friend and who is um, having some problems. And the third major uh, thing that we do is we are an aggregate for services. So the veteran services okay. community is right. extremely fractured all around the world. Right, uh, You know I
1: mean, you know what, uh, hey, hey, Mark, we're going to come back and let you finish telling us about Operation Tangle, uh, but we're going to take a station break. Uh, the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. We'll be back shortly.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome
1: adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Hi, I'm James Cooley, motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I am the host of the It's Your Life radio show And we are here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to It's Your Life, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley.
1: Welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley. And, uh, you know, I just like listening to the audience, um, if you want to join in on the conversation, ask some questions, um, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight eight three four four eleven seventy Mark, uh, you know, you was the, the passion with Operation Tango. I mean, you, I felt it. I, mean, I, I, I felt it. Can you finish that and tell us what the goals uh, are, Operation Tango?
4: Well, the bottom line for us is to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible. That's our goal. And uh, the mission is to make the path to recovery as clear as possible. Because right now, uh, people just don't know where to go for the most part. Um, I mean, there are all kinds of 800 lines, and always a good place to start is your uh, Veterans Affairs wherever you are in the world. But um, And a little bit of Googling helps as well. In Canada, uh, at the Royal Canadian Legion, we have something called Service Officers and service officers help you to navigate and, and to access different um, sources of help and the Military Family Resource Centre. The reason that people need help is that when you're in a flap, when you're already at the end of your rope and you're struggling, administrative things, like little tiny molehills, seem like massive now. I'm sorry, I just heard the producer there. Uh, Charles, you had a, a question?
1: Yeah, well, How are you doing, uh, Charles? How are you doing tonight? Um, I just calling, you know, I'm a 23-year you know, veteran in the United States Navy, and I'm just wondering if you have any information on how common is PTSD being diagnosed or identified in veterans?
4: Well, they say about 15%. Uh, and, of course, it depends on whether or not you've been deployed. Now, I've got to be careful there. You don't have to be deployed in order to be injured with PTSD. Not at all. It can happen on the base. Uh, it can happen in a training exercise. But it's just more likely to happen when you're deployed. So although the, n- the number is about 15% of everybody that's deployed, which is a very, very high number, it also depends on the um, on who you are when you join the army. Like, do you have childhood trauma? Uh, do, do you have a, uh, a history, a really rough road, moving up to the time where you join the military? So that's that's about where it is within the uniformed services uh, community. The highest instances seem to be with the prison guards. So uh, just because it's so daily, there there's always something going on with them. And uh, because the, it's so high stress so often, the um, prison guard population is really susceptible to uh, PTSD and is much higher than 15 well, we, percent.
1: We got another caller, Jordan, on the phone. Uh, hey, Jordan, uh, welcome okay. to the show. Jordan, is he still there? Okay. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Mark what is uh, can you tell us uh uh about uh, a little bit more about operation uh tango Romeo and and uh, what services that you guys provide
4: well that's what we're just before the break there uh, so the the short version is that we are a resource for you to learn about all the different um, modalities of healing so whether you're interested in equine therapy or or regular therapy, or psychedelics, um, whatever it is, chances are I've had a guest on there over the last 90 episodes that covers it. So you can go through it and find what's right for you, because not everybody is ready to go into therapy. Um, It's also a stepping stone to other services. For some people, I have one couple in particular that comes to mind, where the closest all that he can do for reaching out for help, his only capability is to play video games while Tango Romeo is playing in the background and her and his wife's hands are on his shoulders. And that's where he's at at this stage. That's all he can do for for help. And then uh, as the show progresses, he's able to put down the, the video game. She keeps his hands on, on his shoulders and they listen to the episode. And then after they talk about it. And so she, uh, Ben understands him better, he understands himself better, and understands his impact on others better. And what they're telling me every now and then they give me a, uh, a nice little update, and he's step-by-step step getting closer and closer to professional help. So it's a um, kind of a halfway house to professional help. And that's just a wonderful uh, thing to hear on, on this end. It makes me think, oh, this is worth all the work that I'm doing. Um, but it, that's not the only story like that. There are several where uh, Tango Romeo is the only thing that they are able to take at this time as far as help.
1: I think we, we got another caller uh, on the line. Uh, are you there, Jordan?
4: Hey, JC. Thanks uh, Thanks for taking my call.
1: Uh, you're welcome. You can for for our guests. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, so... <laughs> I was just wondering, what do you think is the
4: best treatment for PTSD or PTSI? Well, it's a great question, and it, it really depends on who you are, but the most important thing first is to uh, access peer support, actually. Now, it's a formula, though. I mean, peer support is the first place to let you know that you're not crazy and you're not alone. And keeps reminding you that you're not weak. That there's not something wrong with you. You're just injured. No different than having uh, an arm or a leg amputated or missing an eye. It's an injury. And being in that peer support group is a constant reminder of that. Because I tell you, uh, even after years, sometimes I forget, too. And you go into the peer support group, and uh, that is so helpful to keep you on track and to realize, okay, this is a long road. But healing happens, and when you see the healing around you from the other people in the room, that keeps you going. And to me, it's just a very, very important part of the overall process. And then, other than that, um, there are so many new therapies out there. There's even an app on your phone, for goodness sakes. I did an episode on that. They changed Mm -hmm. the name of uh, the company, but it was MMS Medical Solutions, if you go through my my, uh, show list but it's an app on your phone and for a lot of people it works and uh, no need to go into the science of how it works, but it does. So the long story short on that is just try what you're ready to try at this moment. Stick with it and keep going.
3: That's a great question. Yeah. you know, you talked about your podcast Mark and um, how long have you been doing them? Uh, Uh, what's been the impact of the show, and do you have any stories about the show?
4: Well, it's been going on. It'll be two years uh, next August, so about a year and a half so far. We're in about 39 countries, I think, last I checked. Uh, About 23% of our audience is in the States, and after this show, I'm sure that'll go up by a couple of points. Um, (laughs) Mm. But uh, at least that's the hope. And the so that's that's the that's the coverage of it and the um the impact i get from the secret notes you know and some not so secret uh, on operationtraumarecovery.org my my website there's a few testimonials on there but uh for some people this is all they have they don't have access to anything else and the whole family gathers around and listens to it together uh, because it affects everybody it, it 's we call it the blast radius like a like a grenade, and when you go off, it affects those uh, around you so it 's just as important for the family members to listen to the episodes as the uh, the person that that 's injured and I get messages of healing and hope and progress, and some people that have even said that it has saved their life, it has kept them from suicide, which is mm-hmm unbelievable when I hear it.
3: That's amazing. That's con- Congratulations on the results you're having. That's awesome. Um, what should people know about the recovery process, and how do you help them t- to learn about that?
4: About the recovery process? Yes. Uh, where, where do you, well, it's kind of like uh, when uh, Jordan, the caller there, uh, had asked, the First part is no different than alcoholism or, you know, in a lot of the isms. It's, it's realizing that I may not understand what this is, but I do know that I need help. And just start moving in one healthy direction. And it just doesn't matter where, whether you start at equine therapy, peer support, um, regular therapy, my podcast, psychedelics. Uh, under medical supervision, I would hope. <laughs> Whatever um, it is, just start moving forward. And it's like the old saying: if uh, um, if you're in a bad place, keep moving. Just <laughs> keep, keep moving. <laughs> and um, Great advice. It, 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 the other way of looking at it, Chuck, is that recovery is an activity, not an event. And I think that kind of encapsulates it. Uh, you have to do something. Pick anything from my 90 episodes. There's lots to choose from. Pick something, whether it's a regular therapist or whatever. And if one thing isn't working for you, drop it like a hot rock and do something else. The last thing you need is to be discouraged from whatever modality of help. Because sometimes uh, you suffer what's called sanctuary trauma, where you go somewhere for help, it doesn't help, and it makes things worse. Well, drop it sooner rather than later. Do the next thing. There's lots to choose from. Wow.
3: Well, wow. yeah. well, you know, in one of your interviews, you were asked the question: Are you committed to being the victim? Or are you committed to recovery? Um, how how do you respond to that?
4: Well, that is a big, big barrier. Um, when have you ever heard of stolen valor? No. Uh, stolen, val- stolen valor is a bizarre phenomenon where people say that they served and they didn't or people served, but then they exaggerate the, their service. Like, uh, if you ever meet a British soldier, if they say they're in the SAS, I am, I'm immediately skeptical. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of a running joke. is that Everybody was in the SAS, or in the States, everybody was a Navy SEAL. You know, I was a Black Ops guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> they, they seem to be absolutely everywhere. But That same phenomenon, though, happens with being an injured veteran uh, because all of a sudden you're special and people feel sorry for you and you have access to these different benefits. And um, sometimes uh, people want to stay injured because if they're injured, they're special. Mm. Believe it or not, that same phenomenon happens with uh, cancer. There's people that have faked cancer so that others... Feel bad for them so that they can be the center of attention. There's people that, <laughs> faked it, uh, um, uh, that either faked it or embellished it uh, just to get the attention of others, and, and PTSD is is, is similar. So
1: I tell you what, a hey, hey, Mark, a uh, uh, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we're gonna take a station break, but you know we're gonna come <laughs> back and let you finish uh, explaining that question. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back in a moment.
0: of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley.
1: Welcome back to Show Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, you know, I'll tell you, uh, uh, if you want to call in and ask this great man a question, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's one three four four eleven seventy. Mark, you was explaining uh the question that Chuck has asked you uh in, in, in one of your interviews uh and I think the question was about uh being committed uh as a victim or or a recovery. Can you finish uh explaining that uh that question
4: forget exactly where I was in my ramble but, <laughs> 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 but uh at the at the end of the day um it can be addictive to be a victim. And if that is your perception of the injury, that you are a victim and somebody did this to me as opposed to this is just something that's happened to me, uh, then you're going to be stuck there for a long time. And look, the, the success rate on PTSD recovery is low, really, really low. Um, at our operational stress injury clinic uh, here in Calgary, they say that it's somewhere around 12% of people actually recover. Now, it's still worth doing it. You know, I've had some progress. I've got a ways to go, but I've had progress. Um, But you've got to face it head on. You can't just stay stuck and be a victim or you're definitely not making any progress. You'll just be in the stew for the rest of your life. And uh, that's no way to live.
2: I definitely understand that you know you have to want to get better, you have to want to recover, Mark. you um wrote a book, Why Not me the Keys to Unlock Your Power and Release your Potential? Can you tell the listening audience what inspired you to write this book and um how did this or did this writing of the book help you in any way?
4: Well, what a fantastic question, Michelle uh, when I wrote it. Uh, I would tell people that I wrote it for my kids. I had this overwhelming feeling um, when my first born came into the world, like, oh my goodness, all these lessons that I've learned, how do I pass them on? And if I get hit by a bus, how am I going to pass this on to my kid? So before my second one was born, uh, that book was written. Actually, I actually had an epiphany at three in the morning one night. I, went, oh, I know what I want to write. I grabbed a stack of paper, ran down to the kitchen table, and I just started. Two years later, it was published. Two months later, I won an international literary award for my contributions to human potential, which was a surprise because I didn't even know I could write. And um, <laughs> I say that that at the time, for years, I would say that I wrote it to preserve these lessons for my kids. But now in hindsight, what I'm realizing is that the lessons of constructive thought patterns that I encapsulate in that book are what saved my life by focusing on the positive lessons, by focusing on the constructive mindsets and abandoning the destructive mindsets. That is how I survived uh the rather severe symptoms I was having uh from PTSD which I didn't even know I was having. So it was really in my mind, my subconscious, uh, guiding me to do something like writing that book so that I could be immersed in constructive positive um mindset.
2: Wow. Well, you know, um we get a chance, I listen audience should pick up that book and they can definitely learn some things from you. Um Mark Operation Tango Romeo, uh, I feel that, you know, you have goals towards where you want to take uh, this program. Is Are there anything new developing in year 2021 regarding Operation Tango
4: Romeo? Well, I'm going to start, be starting another book project shortly here um, about how to be a good one-to-one peer supporter and also how to be a good peer support facilitator. There is a real lack of standard out there, and, you um, Because either people are doctors who are talking to the lay person, um, and they're and they're (laughs) underestimating what the lay person can do, or they're the lay person that's overestimating what they should do. So finding that uh, that middle ground of basically how to be a good supportive friend and and what the rules are, because there are definitely rules, and if you break those rules, you can literally kill somebody. It's it's it sounds harsh, but it's true. And uh, so it's important to lay that out in a book format and, and to put that all together so that people can understand how to be a very, very safe place to land. So that's, What, are, that's the what next are the do's
1: and don'ts? Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned peer support. Uh, and I, I'm looking at this. You said, what are the do's and don'ts of, of peer support?
4: Well, the first don't and probably the biggest one is don't try to fix don't give advice don't try to fix and that is so hard for especially dudes women are better at it than guys but um, uh, guys just want to solve problems well it's not your problem to solve the hard one of the hardest things to do is to shut up and listen and then listen properly and and listening properly just means empathizing with the person not sympathizing but empathizing just oh wow that that sounds like a lot that's That sounds like it's really difficult. And that's about all you say. And that's it. You simply acknowledge that that really is something you're going through and I'm sorry that you're going through it. And you listen and you strive to understand. And that's it. That's your, that's your role. But it's excessively difficult for a lot of people because they start to think, well, you know, what I do is or what my friend does is and (laughs)
1: they try to give
4: the, the, the advice that is not
1: helpful
4: not uh not unless it's asked for
1: wow you know uh what you you're doing is is absolutely fantastic and uh the world needs more people like you uh especially that's going to uh be a front runner get out start programs to help uh, our service members and and active duty members around the world it doesn't matter which country you're you're from i mean i've been a a part of your podcast a couple of times, and uh, I, I'm just thrilled about uh, all the greatness and all the stuff that you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I want to uh, uh, want you to give the audience uh, information on how they can get in touch with you, you know, ask questions or whatever that might be. So, how can the audience reach you?
4: Well, if you are a podcast fan, uh, Spotify, Google, anchor all the big ones uh, you can just google operation tango romeo operation tango romeo tango romeo sta- stands for trauma recovery or you can stream directly um, from my website and pick the podcast platform of your choice on my website through operation recovery.org that's operation recovery.org so those are the two easiest ones and if uh, you're in facebook land just look up uh, the page on Operation Tramor Recovery um, or Operation Tango Romeo, rather, on Facebook. Like, follow, comment, and click on the video button, and you'll see all the uh, live videos that I've been doing lately.
1: Wow. You know what, Mark? I I really want to thank you for taking time to come on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And, I mean, you really educated our listening audience. And, um, you know, I I want to invite you back on again one day real soon. But um, I want to thank you for for coming on. I want to thank uh, my great co-host, Chuck Trinoni. I want to thank uh, the guest contributor over here, Michelle Cooley. I want to thank the listening audience out there for taking time to uh, listen to the show. Also, Or we are always looking for sponsors to help us continue to bring this great message uh, to our listening audience. So until Monday, you know, the James Cooley Show, will be back. And I want everybody to have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we'll see you same time, same place, Monday. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Good
0: night, everybody. Good night, Mark. Thank
4: you. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Want to
5: dominate the stock market in 2021? Looking for higher profit potential? With the COVID vaccines, a shifting political landscape, and a new year, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text money to 411411 to find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how. Make 2021 your year. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance and maximize your gains. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411.
4: Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy.